0: mastermind meeting for today uh, this is actually being videoed for you on uh, Friday November thir- Friday the 13th uh, November 2020 and our topic today is a sim- is part of assimilating principles into practice and our focus today specifically will be on how do you revisit how to how often do you revisit information that you already own, and practice time allocation especially as you get deeper in the art and have enough to practice that it's like there's not enough hours in the day for all of that or I don't have enough hours in the day for all of that that kind of thing and so we're going to get into that in some depth and before we do that um, uh, I guess I'll introduce everybody and then i will work from our sponsor. so yeah I'm your host Richard Clear this is Matt Holker, he is the regional organizer for Maryville, Tennessee, which is uh, outside of Knoxville, Tennessee. Hey everybody, And this is Jeremy Keeble, who uh, recently, recently came on at the beginning of the month um, and for that, but been studying with me for the better part of 18 years. So, uh, for a little while. They, uh, and so if you guys hadn't said hello or whatever already, I'll let you give you a moment to do hey that. Hello, yep. hello, good to be here. And then uh, with us is Art Don from the Washington DC area. I'll let him tell you where.
1: Hi, I'm uh, in Greenbelt, Maryland. That's uh, about 10 or 12 miles east of Washington DC.
0: Also known as several hours away.
1: Right. right. (laughs) Try to keep it quiet.
0: Yeah. Uh, Sheila Bell from Costa Rica, and she's got several areas there.
2: Hi, everybody. Um, I teach in Laveria and in Playa del Coco and in Playa Panama, which are all in Guanacaste in the northern Pacific region of Costa Rica.
0: Welcome. And Harry Leg in Verona, New Jersey, outside of New York City.
3: Hello. Thank you, Sifu.
0: And you've got, do you have more than one location there? I know you teach in Verona, but the, you, between you and Paul, organizationally, do you have a couple of different places? You
3: sure. To, so officially Verona, New Jersey, although I also teach in neighboring uh, towns, uh, going out into the park when the weather's nice, which of course is going to change uh, as we go into winter. But I do have a facility here uh, at my house and Paul teaches in Fairlawn and teaches at his home and at a couple of locations nearby as well. So there's, uh, and Fairlawn is about 30 minutes uh, from me, still in the Northwest area of New Jersey. So, cool.
0: thank you. Welcome. Chris Walsh in Maine, I'll let him tell you what part.
4: Thank you Sifu. I'm in uh, Hallowell, Maine, just outside of Augusta, Maine. Cool,
0: welcome. And Phil Chan in Columbus, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Hello all,
5: Columbus, Georgia.
0: And Jim Kelly in Boca Raton, Florida, and he's got a couple places, other places down there he teaches as well.
6: Hello, Sifu. Yeah, we're uh, we're trying to expand, trying to get things going. But you know, as with everybody else, this COVID stuff is <laughs> making life difficult or challenging. But uh, yeah, Boca Raton, we've got the classes going, and uh, you know, getting getting new people coming in all the time now. So it's, it's, uh, it's good to see people getting back out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're tired of being stuck in the house. Yeah. Uh,
0: and welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Uh, quick word from our sponsor here, um, 24-7 Qigong, which is located at? Uh, at um, clearqigong.com. <laughs> clearqigong.com. And that's? a good way to try to to start assimilating your practices and the things that you're doing while you're doing other things during your day. And so that you kind of have an ongoing training and correct practice um, of your skill sets going on. And so if you want to know how, how do I get all these things into a day that is really going to be helpful that way. All right. So how often do you revisit information you already own was kind of the next question there. And the, uh, and I've got a number of things here for an answer. The only thing I'll throw out kind of before I let you guys all speak to it is that I do practice to own whatever skill or skills I'm working on um, at least a little bit every day. So if I've got something that is a skill that I've got or that I'm building, I will I will put time into it very steadily, consi- fairly consistently with the goal being to um, that I put enough time into it every day that after a week, a month, uh, three months, six months, that I've really got an accumulated time there doing that thing, even though on any given day, I didn't necessarily put a whole lot of time into it. And then obviously if I can, or or if it's brand new, then I would um, like that. And so then I spoke to sort of a certain aspect of this, but there'll be more, but I wanted to give you guys a chance to speak to it. Um, let's see, Art, you wanna go first?
1: Okay, well, um, the, the first thing I learned with Tai Chi is is the form and going back to uh, working with different aspects of it now, after learning the, I guess, the, the, the postures or the choreography of it, I um, work it with different areas of focus. Um, for example, I, I might go a little slower to watch or feel the energy and how it it is circulating, and the the different energies that are moving through me. Um, I'll also work um, doing the form more slowly to um, keep keep the uh, align vertical alignment and connection, so that I have. I'm, well, I'm a whole unit. Um, operating effectively and the energy flows well throughout and another um, area time or another facet of focus would be um, working with uh, the different energies whether um, sort of more lightness and wavy motion or um, working with electric and magnetic energy to feel the energy is going through me and um, concentrating on that to try to develop, again, different aspects of Tai Chi. Um, so, so, that, that, part of
0: the, so part of the question there is how often do you revisit that, that since like those are things you know and have done, right? And You're saying you practice those. And so it's how often do you revisit that information or is it that you just make sure you're kind of getting that every day and then because you're doing it that way, it gets into different aspects of things that you're trying to revisit.
1: Well, um, I, um, depending on the day or a sequence of days, I may be focusing on a particular facet, for example, developing um, electric and magnetic energy and work I'm focusing on that for a while. Um, and then other days I'll focus other on other energies, or um, as I say, the slowness, making sure I um, maintain my connection and alignment. So I'm I'm not trying to do everything all at once, but focusing more on a particular aspect, and sometimes um, trying to maybe bring them all together a little bit to see if I can keep various energies going on and, and aspects. And yeah,
0: so saying you isolate, you isolate out. and then basically at the end of it, you'll work it where you're kind of doing everything at the same time so that you get a revisit on a bunch of things, even though you may have focused in on something specific. Is that kind of what you're saying?
1: Yes, yeah. I'm just trying to see how well I can work them all together. OK. Cool.
7: And you kind of do a little bit of that every day,
1: huh? I, ideally, yes, for the most part. Um, and the, the the time variation is how much time exactly I spend on a particular area and how complete I get to do everything. But um, at least a little bit of some focus, yes. Cool. Sheila.
8: So
2: Yeah, um, this is a particular area of interest to me. And I'm very curious to hear what everybody has to say today. (laughs) Um, Mostly because what I find is that your level sort of um, is the average of what you're doing. And I have a lot of beginner classes. So in order to move forward myself, I have to really make sure that I separate going over the basic level with practicing for my own development. Um, because I can get four or five hours during the week with just my students. Um, it, it may not be as, uh, as much of a growth for myself, you know? So I try to get at least half an hour a day on my own focus. Mm -hmm. Um, but as far as revisiting what I've seen before, um, I do it constantly with my students. But what I also like to do is to go back and see the materials in more detail so that I don't confuse them by trying to introduce things that I'm working on myself or that are perhaps, you know, beyond their ability to understand at this moment, um, because they need to get the more basic level first before they move on. So that's part of my curiosity about today's uh, topic. (laughs) But I'm sort of reviewing things constantly like I went through the whole uh, healing workshop notebook and all my notes in order to prepare for this advanced class and I came across things that I hadn't really captured my first time through and through working in the other branches of our style, I now understand some things from that was my very first workshop ever that I really didn't get at the time. Yeah. So it was very, very, um, it was a really great idea to go back and review all of that because right. I, I I see that there are a lot of things that are still to be gained from going over previous materials.
0: Yeah, to revisit it, sure. Absolutely, well, and you get it because of other things you've learned, you, you see it through a different set of eyes too. And if that program is designed so that if you saw it seven, eight, nine, ten 10 times that time, the time, the fifth time you saw it versus like the seventh or eighth time you saw it, it should seem like it's kind of different. Even though if you look at the book that we're following, it's the same, you know, it's like one of those good books. You read the book 10 times and you got different stuff out of it every single time and really very different perspectives and all that. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And that's, and I, I, Do I never, never, never feel badly about working with my students who are just learning too, because that strengthens me both as a teacher and as a practitioner. Um, but I do think you, you have to kind of keep one eye in each direction because you could sort of plateau if you don't try to move on and improve.
0: So one of the things, one of the things with that and you have to be careful doing what I'm about to tell you because it's one of the reasons they don't let me get in front of the beginners because they kind of pick up at least a little bit on what I'm doing and then they start doing it and they quit Tai Chi altogether. Uh, and that is, is that with a lot of the internal skill sets, you can really do them. Um, think about external weightlifting. You know, you pick up a weight, uh, a five-pound weight, and then you want to add more weight. Well, now you pick up the 10-pound weight. You've been doing that for a while. Now you pick up the 20-pound weight. You've been doing that for a while, and the 40, and the 80, and the 100, and whatever, and you keep building like that. Well, internally, let's use root as the example. If you're rooting 10 feet, and then you're rooting 20 feet, and you're rooting 50 feet, 100 feet, as most of you, probably all of you here actually are aware of it gets to be quite a bit more work the deeper you go until that becomes, you know, if you've been lifting 50 pounds on a regular basis and you're working on 150 pounds, then you don't feel like you're working out that hard to do 50 pounds. And if you did 20 pounds, it'd feel like nothing, right? Um, completely nothing. And so you keep working for that deeper, stronger, more the internal workout, but you're doing it, at your own level of ability, that's appropriate to you, with an with an eye towards increase, and so you can be teaching a beginner thing. And there's a whole and I, I'm using root as the example, but even your zong ding, even your sung, even your um, your connections, the strength of those connections, the amount of volume you put through those connections, and all that stuff, it continue you continue to be able to build that. The only thing where it becomes problematic. We're doing that with beginners if it becomes so much that it's obvious to them that you're doing something and they start trying to duplicate it and they're not ready to do that well, so they saw you pick up 100 pound weight so now they're trying to pick up 100 pound weight the next day they can't you know they, they can't move correct you know they're, they're in pain and they can't move right because they weren't ready to do that um and so as long as it really is internal where they can't tell you're doing it which is a skill too um but you are adding more, then you can actually keep doing the basics for quite a while and be working a lot of things. Um, and what you're doing in terms of your practice, then, is trying to get it added in there where it's an automat- where you've worked it enough separately that it becomes more automatic for you. And it's just something that's going on while you're doing that. Again, if somebody's being super hyper aware of what you're doing, then they can be like, well, you're doing this thing I'm not doing Yeah, Don't worry about that. Do the one I'm telling you. And I'm doing that too. So do that, you know, and, and maybe even isolated. And then the isolation that being able to distinguish becomes how well can you do that? How quickly can you get to that place? And those kind of things too. And so that helps your skill and all that stuff to really improve. But yeah, you're able to work with beginners. You just have to watch that you know if you're able to do it like where you end up there's certain aspects of it to where they could try to duplicate it and that can be a problem if they're obviously not up to that level of development so good cool thank you thank you uh harry
3: so my answer uh somewhat similar to sheila's uh having the um Uh, good fortune to be able to be teaching a good number of classes per week, Uh, things keep coming around and coming around. And every time I revisit something for me that I'm teaching my students, um, I tend to get a little bit of a bump. And then when I revisit them with my students, like so there's about seven classes that I do per week. And for the most part, I do the same topic each week with all the classes, but at different levels, depending on if they're the senior students or my more advanced private students. And so this week it's spiraling. And... Wow. I mean, just feeling it that much stronger every time and seeing my students who, you know, even my senior citizens, I think I went through spiraling with them about a year ago and watching them do it now that they're really used to moving energy inside their body a whole lot more now. So moving those spirals inside their body made that much more sense to them. And then I, along with them and my advanced students, are feeling it even stronger. So that's how I tend to revisit stuff. Now, when it comes to things that maybe I don't exactly own yet, or I'm sort of kind of owning it to a point, um, I'll do that with Paul, uh, my other instructor here. And, And you know Paul very well, and he studies directly with you also. Um, and, and Paul comes over every Friday. So he'll be here right after this call. And we run through the channels Do you know, keep flipping the channel. You know, what are we working on now? Let's feel a little Hen and Ha. Let's feel some float. Let's work this, let's work that and experiment and play and and hone in on stuff. And that's, so that's how I get the chance to do that as well.
0: Cool. Sheila, I did mean to ask you, do you have some intermediate classes so that once people have been in your basic beginner class for somewhere between... Uh, a couple months and six months that they've got a class they can kind of graduate to that's a more intermediate class?
2: In theory, yes. Um, because of the corona, actually, my intermediate students are not wanting to come out. Sure. Um, we did do some online classes for a while, mm-hmm. but it's kind of hit and miss. I have about, I mean, part of the problem is that I have different locations. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for me to combine, you know, it's kind of like that pyramid thing where you start out with a lot and then there's the intermediate and then there's, you know, so I would love to combine and have just like one larger class of intermediate, but it ends up being two or three people. And so then if one doesn't come and I drive all the way there and I, and maybe there's nobody. And so it gets a little frustrating, but yes, in theory, I do have maybe five, I would say five fairly, um, I don't know if the right, let's say, intermediate students.
0: Yeah, yeah. but you got you do have the outdoor thing too, where they could drive to you.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. So right now, up at the farm, and for anybody who's interested in going to be into Costa Rica, there's also an opportunity in Bihagua de Opala, which is um, in the mountains as opposed to being on the beach. And I have a really nice platform up there. But so far, I've only used it to do like weekend workshop kind of things. I don't have a regular class there at this time, I would love to, Um, but it's a little bit more of a remote uh, Location where people would have to drive a bit to get there. So special occasion location. Cool.
0: Okay. uh, You might even try. So so you do see some of those more advanced people in the beginner classes, some or not so much?
2: Yeah, no, I see them occasionally, um, but we don't have at this time, we don't have a regular class, but they are missing it. And we've been trying to coordinate. It's just a question of who's comfortable with what and and then what day and what hour, because, you know, the slot that we had for ourselves has kind of dissipated in the in the quarantine times um yeah. right now in my area there's a bit of a surge with um cases in the coronavirus so the people are being careful worldwide, and, worldwide right now are yeah worldwide. so yeah yeah um, but i they're there and they're waiting in the you know <laughs> stage left and stage right and hopefully we'll we'll get them all back together as but, soon as safely possible
0: but it may be that you can do stuff with the zoom where you're working some of the other intermediate things that aren't you know, you don't have to touch for, but that are definitely where you are taking some of those basics up a level and trying to get them to come up with some of that where you're actually, yeah, where everybody's doing that. So.
2: Yeah, for sure. And it's pretty interesting too, because we actually all started um, under a different teacher together. And so we've been doing, we've actually been doing Tai Chi together for maybe 15 years, (laughs) (laughs) you know, on and off. Sometimes there'll be sort of a period of time when we don't really meet. But um, they have enjoyed very much feeling the change, you know, since I started studying with you.
0: Yeah. The other one is if you had it where it was just one on one, again, if they're coming to you, so that way you can handle more than, you know, if you're driving all over creation, that can be tough. But if they're coming to you once and out and then somebody else is coming to you like that and one at a time, masked up, hand sanitizer and, you know, whatever you're doing and then you can get into more stuff
2: like that, too. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, hopefully I'll, I'll have a single location at some point that people will come to me instead. That would be lovely.
0: Yeah. Uh, the, uh, Chris?
4: So I, I try to keep a log um, and I plan my training. So I, I look at, uh, you know, I, I have a, the whole list of all the things that I've done. I have notes that go along with what I've done uh, then I have the list of things that I, I want to do that's you know, still in, in the next level, the next module that I'm trying to get to or, 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 or I have started a little bit. And I just circle, cycle through it a little bit. I'll go through it when I'm planning my week and decide, OK, I think I'm still good here. I'm still good here. And then I'm like, OK, I have to go back and revisit this. And I, I want to minimize how much I'm revisiting. Um, so I can move forward with the new modules. But there's this balance between how much time I'm putting into it. So when I'm, when I'm doing a good job and I'm keeping up, I'm able to not revisit as often and I can spend more time on, on, on new practice. But it, it's, it just fluctuates a little bit. So keeping the log is what helps me, um, even if I'm not you know, really diligent about keeping dates of when I do stuff. I'm able to just revisit it by going through the list. and Say, okay, I'm good here, I'm good here, I'm good here. Uh, maybe I should try this and I'll do it maybe once or twice. If it's good, then I move on. And then I plan my, my week and say, okay, these are the things I'm gonna focus on.
0: Yeah, yeah, cool,
4: yeah. And I do the same thing with the students. So, you know, what, are, what am I working on with them? Where are uh,
0: they at? Okay. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, that way you're helping them to get a certain kind of a practice habit in there too, which is good. Right. Yeah. Yep.
4: Cool, man.
5: Phil. Um, I'm probably less systematic than uh, most of the others. Uh, but what usually what happens, what what inspires me to revisit something is if I'm working on something new, and then something comes up and says, "Oh, you know, let me look at that, or do I really have that, or how does that feel, or something like that." So that's kind of how I get inspired. It's not in a systematic way, but things come up from time to time. And then I have the incentive to re- rethink it and and work on that. So it's yeah, not cool. systematic, but it can happen. Yeah, yep,
0: yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get it, yep, yeah. cool.
6: Uh, Jim? Yeah, I think you. Uh, I'm a little bit more uh, proactive, uh, not proactive, reactive, I guess. Um, I, Because of my schedule and, and the way life is and all the, the training, you know, starting at 20 years old, I was always told, don't develop routines, don't repeat patterns, don't do the same thing, don't go to the same place. And so it's tough for me to to put down, I never eat dinner at the same time every day, or I don't have routines like that. So it's hard for me to say, okay, I'm gonna work out from, you know, seven o'clock till 10 o'clock or, you know, put a, put a time on each day. But I think what, what keeps me going is I seem to have a lot of high ranking students from other martial arts like fourth, fifth degree black belts from other systems, and they ask a lot of good pointed questions, and they ask a lot about techniques, so uh, I'm more or less guided by what they ask, and make sure I'm sharp enough with the skill to explain it. I'll I'll go, and if I don't have the, the way to articulate it right away, and explain it I'll, I'll go back to the teaching materials that you furnished or uh you know take a look at things or i'll call you and uh, just go over it and make sure i'm on point with it and i'm um, giving the correct information so it, yeah. it makes me want to study and make sure i'm up to par to you know to share it with these guys who really know this stuff cool
8: yeah, it makes sense. Um, so yeah, so having been with him, him for for a decent amount of time, uh, one thing that I always tried to do is just take take some really good notes, right? Um, because in eighteen years, or you know, what did you learn day one? I actually remember that, but uh, oddly enough, it's what about day three and uh, <laughs> sit up straight? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lower. Uh, lower. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of tough. So I took good notes. And what I have a habit of doing every now and then is, uh, I guess I've got five notebooks full of just notes. Um, and, you know, last night, I just kind of, I'll just read over those once or twice a year. And like, okay, that's that, that's that, that's that. And I'll kind of do these things in my head, you know, things from 15 years ago. Okay, yeah, I remember that. I got that. Okay. And if something looks funny, I'm like, what is that? Um, I'll either ask him or think about it or polish it up, right? Um, but uh, some of the more advanced things, I may, oh, I need to do more of that and kind of pluck it out and do some of it during, you know, a more routine practice. But, uh, but yeah, that's kind of how I try to keep an idea and remember the things that, I, that, that I've learned over the years is I just kind of look at my notes and, and, and kind of revisit them just in my head, right? Uh, it's not something that I need to just do because a lot of them are just physical skills or some of uh, some of the sea lots type stuff that I can just remember. It's good. I got that and I can go go on. Um, but yeah, and then just routine stuff every day is just mostly energetic or rooting and you know just moving the energy in my, in my body. So internal, a, internal, internal, internal stuff, stuff, yeah, all the time. So, That's yeah. Cool.
7: I uh, at, <clears throat> excuse me at this point in my training it's basically like what I'm seeing more and more is that what I thought of as new material before I understood it like once I actually get it it's really it is a revisitation of old material and it's a re-examination of it in different ways and putting different pieces together and more and more and more I'm seeing that and it's not um, uh it's not necessarily that like uh, or not at all that i've hit like the end of you know the knowledge that you can have in this or anything like that but it's that all the basics or what i what i sort of think of as the basics or the fundamental pieces uh, you know, others here have echoed it. Uh, have echoed this this idea that you see things a certain way the first time, and then you get another bit of perspective, and you go back and revisit it, and it looks different, and you see it from a new angle, and you get a better understanding of that, and then you put another piece on there, and you get an even better understanding, and an even better understanding, and a more sophisticated understanding, and more use out of it, and more things you can do with it, and all the pieces as they're coming together there's still, there's still more to be learned from the new foundation that you've just built. And there's just, it's, it's just keeping building that, that sort of, you know, on top of that foundation that's there more and more and more, but it really keeps coming back to those foundational pieces every time more and more and more. And that's, that's what I keep kind of discovering about the training as I progress through it. I'm just constantly in awe of how sort of elegant, The beginning of the process is to account for all of these things that you have to account for towards the end, Um, but to be able to do so pretty simply and use the sort of basic building blocks and really identify what they are so that you can put all of those pieces together in every possible combination you can imagine and all the the different variations that you can do each thing in. And then all together, like Art was saying, and, and, you know, it's, it just it's just this sort of never ending exponentially bigger and bigger and bigger thing, but it always keeps coming back to those fundamental pieces. Um, And, and I'm just, I'm just more and more and more in awe of that fact as I get deeper and deeper and deeper into the training. And then of course, when I'm working with my beginners, I am also, you know, when, when I do uh, work, you know, teach the beginner classes or when I'm working with any beginners, I'm also trying to do the things that, you know, we've talked about on the call here where I am really trying to revisit those elements as purely as I can from like kind of a, a beginner perspective, but, know, but knowing, you know, and having the skill that I have now, but really trying to isolate it out and really getting into that element of whatever it is we're working on in that class. I don't do, I, I, I follow the structure of, you know, the Clears Tai Chi curriculum of the level one program for our beginning students. Um, and we do follow that pattern. Um, And so there is that structure, but in terms of my own development, I'm a lot more like, um, you know, what a couple of folks on the call have said, Jim and and Phil, where I tend to, I'll get to a point where I sort of realize like, oh man, that's why the, you know, the, the underground weight shift was so important. And then I'll go back and put a bunch more time into the underground weight shift or, you know, whatever that piece was. Um, And so as the, as the things are syncing up, I'm sort of realizing like, oh, I kind of shorted myself on this. I got to go back and get that a little bit better or more. I thought I really owned it the way I needed to, but for what I want to do with it and what I've got coming up, I actually need a little bit more of that or more speed with it or what you know, whatever it is. It depends on what you're playing with. But, um, but I do find that that keeps coming up. Like the, the, the further you get into the training, the more important all of the basics really are. All of that, of that fundamental stuff that we learned at the very, very beginning, it just all kind of keeps coming back to that
0: for me. Cool. So I, I work to practice. I practice to own those fundamentals at a different and better level on a very regular basis, right? The things that are really the building block things. It's like, can I do that bigger, more, faster, wider, with more volume? going from not doing it to doing it shorter duration of time between those two things um, and all of that. And I'll talk more about that in a minute. And then whatever skill that I'm, that I've been kind of working on or the places that I'm trying to get to with it um, or the things that I'm sort of thinking about regarding it more recently that I practice a little bit every day to own those skills that I at least try to, at least, even if I, even if I've got a laundry list of things I'm doing and or are very busy I try to at least touch that skill on any given day so that then when I go to come back to it the next day.
3: And now a word from our sponsor.
0: Is Qi real? The word Qi is the Chinese word for energy. And energy is everywhere all around us. Physics says so. The question is not does energy exist because of course energy exists. The real question is what forms of energy can human beings tap into and use? My name is Richard Clear and internal power is what I do. After over 40 years of continuous study and research, I created a -a one-of-a-kind online program that my students are raving about. In it, I revealed the secrets of effortless internal power. The program has had so much success, I decided to take it to the public. In fact, the results are so powerful that I put a money-back guarantee on it. Find out more about this incredible program at internalpowerkeys.com. And so uh, what I was telling you was I try to touch it at least a little bit every day, even if it's briefly. And then at some point when I get more time on that, or when I have a little more practice time, and then I'll start trying to get into it in different aspects and just expanding that. And then by doing that, at least a little bit every day, again, over an accumulation of time, it starts to really become something. And you can touch a lot of items um, where literally you've touched it for Three, three seconds, five seconds, ten seconds, twenty seconds, you know, half a minute. Um, and really, if you've, if it's a skill that you've already got, it's more like if somebody said, "Hey, wave high." Okay, didn't take me, you know, that took one second, two seconds. And it's like wave high, wave, you know, or or put a wave through there, or put a spiral through there, you know, or. Um, expand, and contract, and those kind of things, uh, I don't using those as examples, but you can take a lot of different skills uh, if I'm coiling through, and getting that, so that it's not just the hand or the arm, but I'm doing that all the way through my body to my feet, and again, I can do it enough to be like I did it all the way to my foot, and all the way back up through me, and out back out to my hand, how long did it really take me to touch it and if it's like oh that feels terrible wait a minute okay i'm gonna have to go a little slower i'm gonna have to take a little more time with that i'm gonna have to make that a little bigger i'm gonna have to feel out where the kinks are and why they're there and those kinds of things and then that can be true with whatever it is i'm kind of working on or most things so then it's how much can i do what is the volume and my capacity for volume so if i'm doing it and i feel like i can't really do more what is it that i can do that would give me a better capacity to do more in that thing um, how fast can I do it? There's the physical speed. There's the mind speed. In other words, uh, if I'm if I'm trying to set like a downward, there's the physical act of going downward and how fast that can happen. There's the energy moving downward, or the mind moving downward, and the energy following it. And so the e and the chi. And then if I'm doing it where I just think about down, how quickly can? I, and I'm using down right now as the example, but it could be. Up, it could be out. It could be in. It could be um, other directions and motions and actions and and either expressions or, uh, for lack of a better word, flavors or um, things like that. And then part of part of what you're building towards long term in a Tai Chi, and this is where the Tai Chi roadmap kind of comes into play, is that you're doing a lot of skills at Lee. And then there are separate and building and work at the mind skill level. But then you take those Lee skills and you get them all at mind level and not mind level where you think you're doing it, the mind level where you are doing it, but it's at that level of practice. And then then the same thing at um, Jing, which is the mind directing the energy and then at the Shen level um, like that. And so all those skills get moved up. Into those other ways of doing it, and what happens if you're doing it? If you're doing it properly, it's not like you went to mind level and your body didn't do something. Your body's still doing things, or and or the energy inside is still doing things. If you're doing it with your spirit, really, then the mind things are still happening, like that. And so, um, one of the rules of thumb that is true, there that I use, and this is an approximation is that the mind is about 10 times faster than the body. The spirit is about 10 times faster than the mind. And that's that's just something that if we're touching plan that, that is very easily demonstrable that that is the case. Um, and then it's how fast can I turn it on from zero to 100% and I'm working increasingly to get that time shorter. That doesn't mean I'll do it. Okay, I did it all and I stopped. I don't have to make my practice short but I'm not doing it. I'm waving and doing it. How long did it take me to get that on? I'm going to spiral. How long did it take me to get that on? And I want it to be an automatic for me, that if I needed it, whether it be because I fell down and I'm trying to catch myself or or to to fall into that in a way that's safe for me, or I get in a car crash and it's out of nowhere, or it's uh, for self-defense, or it's even from a... An interacting, playing and having fun standpoint, you know, look having the two children there, I can tell you they have a tendency when want to play where it's hello, and you're like, ah, okay. And you, you need to be able to respond very, very quickly, or it's like, okay. Okay, daddy, okay, honey. I hope you have a good time. Especially <laughs> with Carly, because yeah. she can catch <laughs> it. So you get the idea. Chase could do just different, that's all. Yeah, but yeah. And then um, Can can my speed or my ability or the skill set be triggered by my mind? The E can it be triggered by my spirit? Um, what can trigger it on? And then it's not just triggered where it's like, Whoa, bam! Oh, sorry, but whoo, and then I didn't hit him, but yet I could, but I could also hold off, you know. And so it's because there's people that train, you see people that train in their like a fifth degree degree in karate or something, and one day their wife accidentally surprises them bang oh man they broke her ribs or nose or whatever else and so ideally you would train it so that you're not lashing out as a response inappropriately but that doesn't mean you're not in the position so that as you're assessing and doing what you're doing and then you can respond appropriately but all that is kicking but you don't want it to be like well so i don't hurt them i'm getting because if it was an attack they've already hit you a whole bunch of times there's a problem there and so I want to be able to be on right away, and yet I'm not doing something that's offensive to somebody I didn't want to do something offensive or, or need to do something offensive to. And I can go, and then when I, as soon as I identify, which ought to be that identification, how quickly can I identify and understand that? And then if it's a boom, I can be there like I needed to be how quickly, right? For doing that. And so, that kind of speed, both the speed of the response, physically, mentally, spiritually, and the speed of the assessment, and then the speed of I'm not doing it to I'm doing it. And so, there's a lot of aspects there that you can think about. If I'm going to do Tai Chi with beginners, it can be okay, everybody get into the posture. They're going to be behind, they're going to be late to that game compared to me, most likely but I didn't affect their practice in a negative way to turn that on like that. Right. Cause this is where they are. Cause I am trying to get them so that when they come to class, they're already in that state. Right. Or if they weren't in that, in that way of being that if like, let's say it's calming, relaxing, releasing, this kind of a thing, that they're, as soon as they even think about going there, that's your spirit typically at work. If it's like the thoughts occurring to you, um, not always, it can be the mind, but anyways, that they're already, their body is starting to become that. And then, and then, okay, now I'm going to go to the next step of it and do more. I think you get the idea of not ask questions, right? Um, What is my versatility? Um, You know, how, if I can do it, well, how much can I do it while I'm sitting down, when I'm standing up, when I'm laying down, when I'm doing some other activity, when I'm how through and through can I do it? If we're talking about like a spiral, how, how big of a loop through my system can I make? How small and, and refined of a, of a loop can I make? Um, and so, and how the coil, let's say it's the coils of the loops, even if they're smaller, how wide, how big of a gap between one loop um, to the next one how big of a gap. So maybe they're the size of what this is that I'm holding, you know, the size of I uh,
8: uh, I can't grapefruit. think of
0: it. Yeah, grapefruit, you know, are they that? And you drew one line around it or is it that they're sitting right next to each other? And so those loops are very, very close together. So that in the same 12 inches of space, is it one loop going around that 12 inches or is it a loop for every... Um, inch or every half inch or every quarter of inch, which means there's a whole bunch of loops happening in there, even though it's all a spiral still. And can I change that size? Can I make it wider, smaller, bigger, faster, faster through the progression um, like that? And then the sizes of it, whether it's a very, very, very tight uh, in terms of small space that it's um, from point A to point B, uh, or it's a very big um, space you know, very big looping for in this case from point A to point B. Um, so, so much wider loops, and those loops could be big and very small, to close together. They could be big, and they could still be one loop to get across. You know, several feet. Uh, you get the. Yeah, there's a lot of versatility there, and I want to be. I want to have as much versatility as I can get, all as much functional use through and through. Um, And this is part of using it every day and, and, and different skill sets and aspects of it while I'm doing other things because there's a lot of natural movement there. And it's am I moving in that kind of a way and am I doing it without having to exaggerate it in terms of my physical expression and yet it's still really going on. And my physical and then ultimately your internal as well and yet it's working with those skill sets as opposed to not. Um, and, th- and what kind of connection do I have? And is it connected all the way through? And how well is it connected into, into those same kinds of degrees and amounts? And, and you get the idea. Um, and so I've got distance between the coils, very compact or spread out to go around and bypass injury, injury et cetera, in my own body, wherever I might have some today or ongoing or whatever it is. The direction, you know, am I coiling where I started on a downward, going to the left, going upwards, going over to the right, or did I do the opposite direction of that? Um, and then is it is it that if I've got, say, a coil set up or, or a spiral, I'm sorry, set up there, is it designed to bring whatever's in contact with it towards me across that spiral or is it a spiral that is just by being in place is going has an outward flow to it is the flow of it through there because it's still in that position is it inward or is it outward or is it both the uh, and i'm using the spiral as an example but the same thing applies for lots and lots and lots and lots of other skills um it would be a different different factors but still a wide variety of factors that, be, that could be worked with on that and what i'm hearing you say is kind of every factor you can think of oh yeah
8: until there's no more time for practice
0: well <laughs> it's until it's time to go to bed because you were doing it all day <laughs> while you were doing other stuff come on tell me tell me the rest of you don't get off to, and go to the bathroom you know you get the idea yeah the, uh, <laughs> Depends on how. Bad Especially it is. in oh. public. No.
2: <clears throat> My daughter often accuses me. She says, "Why are you doing the Squidward dance?"
7: <laughs> the Squidward
0: dance. I love it because I haven't mastered SpongeBob yet. <laughs> That's
8: right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that.
0: the, uh but I'm working on it. Uh, yeah. Anyways, can I do it when I'm feeling really, really exuberantly great? Can I do it when I'm feeling not so great? Can I do it when I'm feeling tired? And obviously with the idea of, of maybe uh, and or sick, um, that kind of a thing. And I may have to really be conserving and trying to let it work. And this is that's, that's ideal, letting it really work for me more than I'm doing it, trying to overtly do it. Ideally, eventually it is so internalized that it's, if I'm reaching for something, there's a lot of times I feel these days sort of this oozing as I'm as my one geology teacher liked to say. He talked about volcanoes and lava and the ooze down the side of the mountain, you get very excited. But anyways, the uh, but that kind of a thing or where it flows or it floats or it sinks and settles to, or and those kinds of things where you're really able to kind of put that into play. And where there's always a mind component, and intellectual, uh, I'm sorry, an intellectual—I'm sorry—an energetic component, um, and or depending on your perspective, and by that I mean your perspective of how you're perceiving what is around you and what you're doing and what you're engaging in, and how you're engaging in it—a spiritual perspective as well. For and, and then through the lens, a lot of times of a specific skill or skills. We are doing that and then that becomes part of your practice and part of how you are expanding and increasing and then when you revisit things and you start to you may have hit more territory by doing that with whatever skill that you had That when you go to do it oh that skill i almost forgot about that and let's put that in there and then you start putting it through that process as well and it gets magnified in all those kinds of ways and do those new understandings and experiences that you've had makes life fun, too, but it's another topic. (laughs) Anyways, any questions, thoughts, anything for any of that? I know I kind of went on and on for a minute there, or
5: three, or ten. Okay. What's up? Sifu, I had a, a funny story about what you were talking about, about being able to be on, but also being able to know when you don't want to follow through. Sure. So I had a, uh, a uh, I was taking some weapons training from a Shorin Rue instructor uh, many years ago in, uh, it was in Maryland I'm trying to think of what city it was in. Anyway, and uh, one of his students used was uh, competing for the infections of a woman. Uh-oh. And he was... <laughs> and he was a very serious uh, karate person. And he would, when he was working on his heavy bag, he either had a picture or he imagined his rival being that bag. Oh my. And uh, so one day he was visiting this woman that he was competing for. There was a knock on the door and it was the rival. And without thinking, his leg came out and just knocked this guy down <laughs> so so uh, the girlfriend was not pleased <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. i don't know what happened ultimately but anyway it was one of these things where he had really trained himself and you know it was very effective but he didn't have the, he didn't have the brakes uh
0: yeah, you didn't train to to uh, to have other uh, other things with it. Uh,
8: bam! Oops!
5: You know, you know. <laughs> so, so you really can train that, but it's uh, it can be hazardous too. <laughs> yes,
0: you do want to train for things where, if it is a situation where you needed to respond, you can respond. But you can't be that your response is always to respond in a specific way every single time. Not, and maybe there's some situation or some uh thing that you want if i ever get this feeling then or this situation of so, of a certain kind then responding a certain way is good but if it's that rote way every time for a, for a good number of things you're gonna end up with some problems there because it's gonna be that you that you had a response or a reaction or something that was inappropriate to the circumstances or that wasn't in your best interest. Always hit it except for that day when it's a Mac truck and you should have got out of the way.
5: <laughs>
0: right. yeah yeah that kind of thing um the uh yeah good other any any other thoughts questions or anything and i had one other point here but i don't want to make it unless we've unless i've addressed anything that came out about that other stuff all all right so the other thing is i do keep lists on my phone uh for the 24 7 extra practice and i consult it every day And basically I've got the list there, whatever it is that I'm kind of up to or going, Hey, I want to make sure I at least touch that today. And then I go um, and I keep a a notepad that I keep on a 24 hour cycle there for throughout the day. And then I make sure that at some point each day, and I usually do it, I've got a certain time of day that I set it for, and you can set an alarm for it, even if you wanted to, or, or that, you know, Hey, this is the point where I'm doing that kind of like you would do a meal Um, or other things and then I hit that and I go okay and bang and I just go through the list and I do the stuff bang 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 and make sure that I've kind of hit those things some days I put a little more time into them some days I I put a little less time into them you know just depending but I make sure that that list is on there and then that list can change and so sometimes with uh the more advanced ones of you if i've got something on that list that that you would think of as being not particularly an advanced skill and i see somebody going oh yeah why would i do that and i'll go well i'm doing it every day (laughs) you know it's it's right there and they're like and they're looking at the thing on my phone because it was click click and there it is and they're like you're actually doing that every day yeah so so don't be quite so quick to write that one off or at least put a little bit of something into it because there is some value there. Um, yep. All right. Good. Other thoughts, questions? Any other things you guys wanted to get into at all? Uh, let's see here.
7: Personally, I will say that, um, training, uh, softness and relaxation every day and working on that some every day and trying to get that specific quality through me better and more has allowed me to be a lot more responsive and assessing and, you know, aware and and things like that. Um, so that when people or, or, you know, whatever takes me by surprise, I'm not reacting inappropriately. Um, and there's a couple of occasions over the last couple of years I can think of where, um, like the, at, a, at a Christmas party, we had a student, I don't know, what somebody told her something about how the guys would react and she started running up and just kind of shoving everybody and uh, like by surprise. Um, and I didn't know, I didn't realize this was coming. I didn't know this had happened yet. I put it together after I watched her go do this to a few more guys after she did it to me. But this woman just kind of ran up and shoved me for no reason out of nowhere. And I didn't know who it was or what was going on. She came from behind where I couldn't see her. Good lord! And I could have easily had a really bad reaction to that, but instead I found myself sort of behind her with my arm around her shoulder before I really knew what was going on. It was like, "Oh, hi, Kathy, what's up?" (laughs) Um, And then she giggled and ran over and shoved someone else and did that a couple more times. But the but you know that could have gone. Really much way for her. <laughs> um, and then, just very recently, I had my nephews like I had nieces and nephews visiting, and one of my nephews did the same thing out of nowhere. He just kind of ran up and and just
5: yeah, kind kids, of shoved. Kids do it.
7: And uh, and again, before I sort of realized what was going on, I sort of I was kind of behind him, and I had sort of slipped the shove, and I had him like up in the air, and it almost scared him a little bit the first time. And then he started having a little too much fun with it. And then he started trying to shove me just so I would do that again. But, the, but you, you get the idea, like there, there's times in your life where stuff takes you by surprise. And if your reaction, if you've trained yourself to be calm and relaxed most of the time and you know soft and responsive to that, um, it's a lot easier to, to take correct action and not be in trouble, um, like, the, like in harm's way. Um, or from you know ah what is this you know that that kind of stuff it's 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 easy to move and be responsive.
0: I tend to use the example of being in high and like uh, heavy traffic on the highway at high speed where the traffic's moving but everything is very fluid and very and you would better be very responsive and the response can be very very different. Traffic could really all of a sudden very much slow down. It could be that somebody starts to cross into a lane in this that you're in in a certain kind of a way. It could be that. Um, there's a sudden obstacle in the middle of the road that, and you're, you know, and you're going to have to somehow flow with traffic, like and other kinds of things, where your where your responses are really going to be different, different at the wheel, different at the speed, the speed, different at the way you merged or or moved, um, and all that kind of stuff. And then, ideally, being a part of the traffic, not trying to be standing out from the traffic, particularly, um,
8: like that, but those kinds of ideas.
0: what i've got here i'm trying not to jump into another subject that's going to be very time consuming where you know we'll leave it leave it for another time um but i think i will address this and then see if there's anything you guys have as questions or more for that and it's how much time do i allocate to each aspect of practice and my answer is i do as much as is needed until i own it and then i do some more (laughs) and quite often while i'm doing other things when i get something new um there was something don't know if we we probably weren't dating because otherwise i don't think she would she would have married me (laughs) but we hadn't been together that long yet and so so it was probably past that stage but going out somewhere and i'd be doing (laughs) while i'm walking whatever we're doing and it's like oh yeah okay so give that over here hold your hand up once Okay, and just, you know, where it was the same thing, same thing, same thing, same thing. And it was like, what are you doing? Well, I'm gonna, I'm making this an automatic. Like, what do you mean? And, you know, and it was like, well, I don't have to think about this. It's already there like that. And making it just such a natural motion that it's really very, very, very fast, but I'm not moving quickly to do it. And there's plenty of different ones and depending on what you're, you know, doing. It's got that kind of a of an automatic to it, but it's because I trained it and trained it and trained it and trained it. While I was walking, I'm walking from here to there. It's like I'm doing this thing, and just and doing that with enough different things or whatever it is I'm working on at the time. uh, A lot of what I'm doing now is internal enough where it doesn't have quite the spectacle while I'm walking down the street anymore. But the uh, you know, but it is still that same idea. And I've got while I'm doing other things, walking to and from the bathroom, et cetera. What are you doing? Got to go to the bathroom. You know, that one seems to go over a little better, especially if it's like that, you know, where people don't have, seem to have as much trouble because they know you could be doing the okay, other kinds go. Of, yeah, you better, you better block <laughs> that door. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Um, all right. Any other thoughts, questions for the day? All right uh that's all i got you guys are welcome to stay on and chat a little bit more after we get off the well, after we're done here but thank you and thank you for the great responses and, and uh hopefully you, the folks at home here got some good benefit out of that and we'll do more um next time cool thanks everybody all right, thanks
1: thank you care, see you next time
0: did i give you did i give you food for thought there something you're going to try to put into practice
1: definitely
0: from your part of the state or state or country. Or country.
2: Yeah, the tip about having a list on your phone, I think really, that really resonates with me. I'm probably going to put that into my, I already have, you know, little alarms throughout the day. So why not add a few items in there? Sure. That's a great tip. Thanks. Okay.
0: Yep. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> <ring>. uh, okay. <laughs>
3: And now, a word from our sponsor.
0: The internal power that comes at the higher levels of Tai Chi can seem mysterious. But that is mostly because Tai Chi students don't see the big picture yet. They don't even understand what the higher levels of the art are, much less have a plan to get there. Even though the senior masters mostly agree on what the steps are, they mostly don't talk about it. On the TaiChiRoadmap.com, I outline all of the steps of Tai Chi development. Everything is explained so you know what to do, when to do it, and why. This is the complete roadmap to Tai Chi mastery with an explanation of all the steps from rank beginner to senior master. Again, that is a free course that you can access online. Go to TaiChiRoadmap.com to sign up. That's TaiChiRoadmap.com.